Star County, Andy Logan of Logan Sports North Canton, feeling blessed to beginning our 48th year serving the surrounding area. Logan Sports has always been Star County's go-to spot for Ohio State merchandise, but we invite you in to see our wonderful Guardians gear as well as Browns and Cavs. Logan's is quickly becoming Star County's headquarters for high school letterman's jackets as well. We do every school in the county, all custom-made with top-notch quality and service. Logan Sports has a complete line of embroidery and screening as well for your high school or business needs. Stop into Logan Sports and see what everyone is talking about. This is the Kenny and JT Show on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Great win Saturday night at Camp Randall Stadium at the campus of the University of Wisconsin. And Kenny, isn't every college in that state named University of Wisconsin? Something there. Wisconsin Whitewater, Wisconsin Oshkosh, Wisconsin at Madison, Wisconsin this, Wisconsin Beer uh, University, whatever it is. Tell us more about it. The guy that's played over there as well, and we keep hearing how tough it is. Jeff Logan, 99.7 The Blitz, 610 WTVN in Columbus, joins us now. Break down the Buckeyes. Jeffrey, how hard is it over there, man? Hey, I'm doing terrific. Good to uh, hear from you guys. And you talk about a tough place to play. I heard a stat today that kind of blew my mind that, this is the first double-digit win by Ohio State in Camp Randall since two, the year 2000. So it gives you some idea how wow. close those games have been. And granted, we don't go up there every two years to play them, uh, but I would say a 14-point win for the Ohio State Buckeyes has got to feel pretty good. Jeff, when you overcome inconsistencies in the red zone, you turn the ball over that many times, and you win by 14 points, says something about your team, doesn't it? It really does. I think it says something about the character of the team and also the uh, character of the guys that, uh, you know, have been mistake prone and, and nobody felt worse about the mistakes than our quarterback, Kyle McCord, but the kid kept out there competing and doing the right things. And it turns into a, uh, a solid victory for Ohio state one they can build upon. Jeff, as I watched it, I, I was getting upset, obviously, the turnovers. That's usually a recipe for disaster, right? You turn the ball over three times as a quarterback on the road, you're going to lose probably eight out of those ten games. How were they able to win this game in spite of that? Strictly by the strength of the defensive football team. I mean, there is no question about it uh, that this is one spectacular defense that has performed at least so far this year. And you know, you, you make those mistakes. You expect your defense to get the ball back, flip the field, and give it to you in a good direction. Don't let them in the end zone. And that's exactly what happened in this game. And so we relied on that defense to make sure that, you know, points off of turnover. I looked at the stat that I thought was very important for Ohio State, you know, throughout the first, uh, what, eight games of the season. Ohio State has 41 points off of turnovers. Now keep in mind that we are only – uh, either plus one or even as far as turnovers are concerned. So we're not getting that many. But on the other hand, Ohio State has only given up 13 points off of turnovers for the entire season. So that gives you some idea that the defense has been able to be a shutdown defense when necessary. Jeff, Travion Henderson was responsible for 207 yards of total offense in that game. Hallelujah. I mean, we're going to talk about Maserati Marv all day long, and that kid might win the Heisman Trophy. But how important is Travion Henderson? Why is the running game so much better when he's there? Well, he's he is a special kid, number one. Um, he has got the ability to recognize and accelerate when necessary. And, it, you know, the offensive line, I think, has improved a little bit, but we are a different football team with him in there. He is just that kind of a, a different special talent when he's healthy. We saw it his freshman year 
Uh, we missed it the entire sophomore year because of numerous injuries. And this was his first game back in three games since he was allegedly quote unquote cheap shotted against Notre Dame. At least that was his quote after the game. Right. Uh, but he was back full go and he is special. Uh, we are a better football team clearly with him on the field. It just makes such a huge difference with how quick he hits the hole, Jeff, and then the acceleration uh, once he gets through the hole. And that's what, no knock on uh, Mayan Williams or, or Chip Trainum. They're more, you know, the the, uh, the the bull in the china shop type guys, right? The the bowling ball, the, the Pete Johnson type guys, the, uh, you know, short yardage guys. But when, when he hits that hole, and that's got to also create some confidence, doesn't it, Jeff, for that offensive line knowing, okay, yeah, we don't have to hold our block maybe as long or create as big of a hole knowing he's back there yeah i think you bring up a good point there i think it does build the confidence of that offensive line and on his 32 yard touchdown run i think it was what's amazing is is that he kind of disappears in traffic and you figure well somebody's going to get him at that point in time but you know it's and it's not so much breaking uh tackles it's avoiding tackles by using that great acceleration that vision and that great speed that he has. So, uh, again, I think uh, we got to keep him upright, uh, keep him moving in the right direction, and I think he's a game changer. Jeff Logan is brought to us by Logan Sporting Goods in North Kent. Check him out for everything that you need from Browns to Buckeyes. They've got everything there. Stop in, say hi to Andy and his sister, too. Jeff, the one thing we keep hearing about Ohio State football is the fact that we struggle in the red zone. How do you get better in the red zone, Jeff? You know, the red zone is, first of all, I think what people need to understand is that's a very difficult place to be able to perform because the, the field shrinks, especially for a team that likes to extend the field vertically as well as horizontally. Uh, right now, Ohio State, only 56% of red zone touchdowns, meaning 32 times we've been in the red zone and better than that. And I think all it in touchdowns, it's got to be better than that. And I think, you know, part of that has got to be the absence of the guy we just talked about, the, the running threat uh, that is Travion Henderson. Uh, and, I, I, again, I, just, I, I think he brings a different uh, uh, measure to what this football team is all about, and I think he will help us in the red zone. Uh, I thought the decisions that the coaches made a couple of weeks ago to bring in that second quarterback, Devin Brown, to be able to give you a different look in the red zone – uh, looked pretty good. And then we got our quarterback hurt. That's better along those lines. Now we're back to square one. So we've got to get better along those lines. Uh, and, and, and if I'm uh, Ryan Day, I'm examining what Oregon is doing in the red zone. They're having a high degree of success. Let's go out there and copy some of the things that the Ducks are doing. What is the situation with the current starting quarterback, Kyle McCord? He came up uh, lame uh, and played through the injury in the game on Saturday night. What have you heard, Jeff? Well, I've heard that uh, it it is nothing more than a ding, and the fact that he was able to return to the football game and go out there and continue to compete, even, you know, there's like Ryan Day said after the, 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 in his post-game interview, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. And hurt Mm -hmm. is the pain Some guys can play through it. Others have a difficult time doing it. Uh, You know, we saw Patrick Mahomes a year ago, uh, you know, with a a terrible ankle injury, yet he was able to push through that and get things done. And I'm not going to compare Kyle McCord to Patrick Mahomes at this stage of his career, but I will tell you that I think he's the kind of kid that can play through the pain. It's not an injury as much as it's, it's not an injury as much as it is 
a painful situation, and I don't think it's uh, going to be that big of a deal going forward. Jeff, there was quite a number of Buckeyes that were dinged up during that game Saturday night in Wisconsin. Do they give you an injury report after the game? Because we have a hard time. Heck, I was just asking Kenny a couple of minutes ago, did we ever find out what the Travian Henderson injury was? Well, no one has found out officially, but you know, people went back and looked at the Notre Dame tape and tried to figure out where this alleged cheap shot came from. And there was uh, one that I saw on the Internet that kind of showed a late shot uh, in the ribs. And, you know, who knows whether it was a rib, it was a kidney. Right. Wow. Who knows what the case was. Yeah. The fact that it wasn't the, the the foot that he had surgery on, at least at this stage, is pretty evident. So, um there are no injury reports after a game. You're not going to get any of that information out of Ohio State or most other programs. Happy to have with us breaking down Ohio State football, Jeff Logan. Follow him on Twitter at LoganJeff34. Uh, he played for the Buckeyes. And, hey, i got to throw this in before we run out of time. How about your Hoover Vikings going on the road and taking down Ryan Day's son team, R.J. Day, the starting quarterback uh, down there in Columbus, Jeff? Yeah, that was pretty sweet. They, as I understand it, they pretty much got a walk-off field goal at the end of the game yep. to uh, be able to take that win back. And I don't know all of what's happened, but I do know they were hoping for an opportunity to have a rematch with Green, but they'll have that game on the campus of Green, as I understand it. So a uh, good opportunity for the Ohio, for the uh, North Canton Hoover Vikings, and uh, congratulations, guys, on a great win. Yeah, that that's a huge win for them. And talking with Coach Baum before the season started, uh, he was worried about his offensive and defensive lines because, uh, you know, you know, two years ago, uh, you, you had a relative playing for them who's now at Cincinnati, right? They dominated the lines of scrimmage the last two years. But when you graduate all those kids, that's where you have to grow as the season. And I'm going to tie this in with the Buckeyes. This is how I'm going to do this. You have to grow as the season goes, right, and get better. And they've done that now, winning a playoff game. So do we think with Henderson back now, that confidence growing that this line can get better, protect Kyle McCord better, and open up holes for the running game for the Buckeyes? Yeah, I think uh, the the confidence level is certainly a whole lot higher this week than it's been at any time during the season, and those guys are getting better. They're uh, becoming more comfortable with one another. Many of them are playing different positions for the first time, and now I think they've been through enough of the battles that they feel pretty good about themselves, and I'm sure that the Hoover Vikings would love to have Drew Logan back on that uh, <laughs> offensive or defensive line. You know, to have a beast like that at 6'4", 6'5", and about 260 would be uh a pretty good answer for Coach Bauman at this point. We wouldn't mind having Andy Logan back there either, pal. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> Jeff, I want to ask you real quick. This Wall Street Journal reports Michigan rescinded a new contract for head coach Jim Harbaugh following the allegations that the program was involved in this sign stealing. What are you guys hearing? That? What's the big talk in Columbus about this whole thing? Well, I think everybody is trying to um, treat it a little bit like a soap opera and understand that there's going to be new drops every day on different information that's coming out there. Uh, but they cannot let it cloud the fact that they are going to have to go up there and beat a team that beat them two years in a row. So regardless of what happened in the past, there's nothing they can do to change that. And if they want to put an exclamation part, uh, point on what they feel um, has been happening the last couple of years, and I think uh, – it's fairly obvious that where there's enough smoke, there's a whole lot of fire. And right now, Ann Arbor is under fire. Uh, the only way that you can go in and answer that and put an exclamation point on it 
is to go up there and beat them on their own field. So, you know, concentrate on the things that you can control, and that's getting the job done in, a, in about a month from now. Jeff, the advantage of being able to steal these signs, and if it's as elaborate as they say it is, talk about the importance of how they were able to manipulate the Buckeyes because last year, I think at halftime, Ohio State's got an edge of 150 yards to 10 at halftime. Second half, we got drilled. Yeah. You know, and it's one of the things that Ohio State has been able to do is make adjustments at halftime. And, you know, whatever adjustments we seem to make, it seemed to be that they had answers for them. And, you know, I, I have no evidence to, uh, to tell you that they started stealing signs in the second half that they didn't in the first half. Uh, maybe it was they just were a better team in the second half than we were. But there's many, many games. And you go and you look at the TCU game where they didn't scout them mm-hmm. reportedly. Right. Uh, yep. And they get their rear end handed to them. It just, there's just too much of, of uh, circumstances out there that you don't wonder what's going on. And it's interesting. We've got Rutgers this week with Greg Schiano, And Greg Schiano was the one that was interviewed at halftime of their game up at Michigan this year. And his oh, yeah. comments at the time weren't very clear, but they have a lot of clarity today when he mm-hmm. said there's stuff going on here. It is very weird. There is just very huh. strange stuff going on here. And I think Greg Shiano knew exactly what was happening. Okay, then are we then to believe that they're not as much more physical than we are that we thought last year? I mean, that was the whole vernacular of the offseason. We've got to get tougher. We've got to get more physical. Well, if they know what plays you're running, it doesn't matter if you're Superman. They're going to succeed on you. Well, and if, if you can use that physicality with confidence, okay. it can create uh, what looks like a, a beating up of, uh, of, of being physical in there. If you've got indecision on your side uh, or frustration on your side, it can you know, make you look pretty silly out there. I'm not going to take away from the physicality of the team up north. They are a really good football team with some really good athletes. But you add uh, certain measures of confidence to that great athleticism, and it might make you look a little bit better. All right, we haven't said anything about him other than mentioning his name. We have to talk about who I think is, like JT said, the best player in college football. And that's Marvin Harrison. Uh, From your experience as a player, uh, maybe as a coach, as a broadcaster, how good is Marvin Harrison as a wide receiver, and why, Jeff Logan, is he that good? Well, number one, he's generational. Uh, There's no question about that. And and I do believe he's the best best pure football player in all of college football today. And, you know, it's not hard when you grow up in the family in which he grew up in, and you've got a dad that has a yellow jacket, and, you know, it's funny. His dad made the comment, uh, when we talk afterwards, I don't come with pom-poms and balloons. I come with my pencil and my notepad. So this young man has grown up in an environment of how do you get better. And his work ethic is the thing that I don't think people really understand. He beats Ryan Day to the building and is still in the building before Ryan, or after Ryan Day goes home. What kid in college is doing that kind of extra work, especially at the level of success he's already achieved? I'll tell you who. I'll tell you who. Son of a Hall of Famer, that's who. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and it's just you cannot measure uh, the value of having that kind of mentorship. The fact that his dad is one of the most diligent light givers that could ever be out there 
And young Marv is getting the benefit of that and taking it to a new level. Would his numbers, and Kyle McCord's developing, would his numbers be better if, you know, he had a C.J. Stroud thrown to him again this year? And how much better do you think they would be? And would there even be a conversation about the Heisman? Well, that's a scary thought um, because if, right? um, if, if, if he was, if C.J. Stroud was still in the equation, uh, you know, C.J. Stroud a year better in college than he was, you know, last year. Uh, right. It's a scary thought because of what he's doing in the NFL. My my fear is is that if if uh, you had a quarterback like C.J. Stroud that was still here, still throwing to Marvin Harrison Jr., Marvin's numbers would be off the chart. But the guy getting all the attention and probably getting the Heisman would be C.J. Stroud. Yep. Okay. All right. That's fair. Yep. Yeah, it is. And, and I'm looking. I see the odds. You know, getting smaller and smaller each week now. With Marvin Harrison, meaning, okay, yeah, Bo Nix is out there, Penix is out there, right, J.J. McCarthy. But all of a yep. sudden, uh, you know, he, he's going to – he if this continues, Jeff, for the regular season, he may not win the Heisman, but don't you think he'll end up getting invited to New York? I think it'd be a shame if he didn't get invited to New York. Uh, and I'll tell you this, if we win out, if we can continue what we're doing the next few weeks, which we should be able to do – and then take care of business on November the 25th. I don't think, think there's going to be any question that this young man is going to get at least get an invite to New York uh, at minimum. So, uh, And if we're going to beat the team up north, Marvin Harrison has to have a great game. Our quarterback has to have a great game. So, you know, it, it, it's his trophy to not to win or not his trophy to lose, but it's his trophy to become a part of the conversation if yeah. he continues to do what he's doing. And I think that is – uh, all we can ask for at this stage. Jeff, great insight as always. We appreciate it so much. Congrats uh, enjoying two victories over the weekend, the Buckeyes and the Vikings, and good luck to both next weekend. Absolutely. Good luck to the Vikings in uh, Ohio State in Piscataway, New Jersey, against Greg Ciano and all of his trick plays. We'll have to see what happens on Saturday at noon. Sounds great, Jeff. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you.